Welcome to the Business Collective Podcast with Terry Fletcher. Weekly conversations and insights on how to go from employee to consultant in any business field where your years of expertise can be showcased. Take your career to the next level, entrepreneurship. Now here's your host, nationally recognized healthcare consultant, speaker, and author, Terry Fletcher. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Business Collective Podcast. My name is Terry Fletcher. So today I wanted to talk to you a little bit about Instagram and some of the social media questions that I'm getting. And I know I'm probably jumping the gun just a little bit when it comes to already getting into your presence on social media, when we're still trying to build your business that goes from you as an employee to an entrepreneur. But because these questions flood into me daily, I thought we could just talk about it so you can think about these things as we continue on the journey to take you again from employee to entrepreneur and to build that business that you're trying to uh, get a presence out there. So last week, I talked about your brand and understanding the difference between your brand and marketing, etc. But I get a lot of Instagram questions. And some I get over and over. So there I call these the burning questions on Instagram. And I really want to answer them for you, hopefully, in what you can kind of grasp and understand. And then I'm going to expand on a couple of them. So the first question is, how often should you post on Instagram? Well, the one thing that you need to be aware of is that quality content is better than just content to get it out there. So if you have enough quality content to post one to three times a day, then go for it. If not, do the most you can, but try to keep it consistent. So for example, don't post two times a day for a week and then nothing for the next week. You'd be better off spreading it to one time a day for two weeks. Hopefully that makes sense, but consistency is an important thing. Think about my podcasts. So a lot of you that that have engaged in the business collective, you know that I am dropping this every Monday for Mindset Monday. And to me, I did it also because that is the day of the week that work starts for most people. And I wanted to really relate that to the mindset that Monday is the time that we start working. And this is the business collective podcast. For those of you that have come over because I've been promoting this on my CodeCast podcast, I'm sure you know that that drops every Tuesday. It has since November 2017. Doesn't even matter if it is Christmas or Hanukkah or New Year's or if it's any holiday, it still drops. I make sure that I have episodes in the bank so that I have not missed a Tuesday again in almost, well, two and a half years, almost three years. And so consistency is the most important thing. Question, why is my Instagram engagement so low? Okay, so the engagement you get on Instagram can vary for a lot of reasons, but there is one thing that you can do that will almost always improve it. Spend time engaging on Instagram when you post. Forbes just put out this survey that since people have been staying at home, and it was a statistical information uh, survey, where since people have been staying at home, they said that they usually engage on social media about an hour to two hours a day. Since people have been staying at home, they are now up to six to eight hours a day. And it's mostly scrolling and looking. And, you know, you really have to get into commenting on some things as far as engaging. So I'm going to expand on that a little bit later, but that will definitely help your engagement uh, on, on your own site as well. Question, hashtags don't work for me. What am I doing wrong? Okay, hashtags can be complicated and Instagram has an algorithm that also kind of looks at the right ones to use, how many to use in a certain post. But if you don't use the right ones, you won't. it won't do much to help your content get seen. So what do you do? 
use a mix of small, medium, and large hashtags. If you're a smaller account, then 50% should be smaller hashtags. What that means is 10,000 to 50,000 uses. And you can see that when you go to put a hashtag in there or search for one out, it tells you how many have actually seen it. This way you don't get lost in the big ones. As you grow, you can put up more medium, 50,000 to 200,000 uses and large hashtags, which are 200,000 to 500,000 uh, uses. I don't typically recommend an account using a hashtag over 500,000 uses, except on occasion when I'm promoting, I will use business as one, and that usually has 2 million or more. Use location-based hashtags as well, especially in a small or local business, because a local follower is more valuable. Even if you are a national or if you're a global brand, it still reflects the local hashtag will help grow your following. I typically find engagement on lo local hashtags to be higher. A local hashtag would be something like, you know, Boston real estate or Boston makeup artist, or for me, or for me, it would be something like Laguna Niguel business or Laguna Beach business, something that people recognize the name because there used to be a TV show about it. But it just reflects something local. And you want to, if, well, here, let me explain. So let's say that you put that local hashtag in, and somebody tries to find you. Well, that's how you can get somebody who you can get possibly a face to face meeting, especially if you're pushing a service so that they can meet you. Because if you say something that is more general, that is all over the country or even in a different uh, country, then there's less personal engagement. And so that's something that is really going to be important as you move forward trying to push your brand. Also use hashtags that make sense with your brand, your contents photo, your content text. Don't use the same hashtag every time. The more you can relate to your content to the hashtags you use, the better it will do. Not sure if a hashtag is right for your content, then try to see what the top posts are and in your area. Are the photos similar to yours? Are they talking about the same things? And that will clue you in if it's a good hashtag for your content. So search out hashtags, find out what their photos are very similar to that. And I'm not saying join the club, but now you know kind of the trend as far as what's going on with that. And a question comes up, where do you get your stock photos from? What filters do you use on your own photos? So I really like Dreamstime or Canva to create social media graphics. Um, I used to pay $10 a month for the Canva version, uh, but the free version is enough for many small businesses as well. And Dreamstime usually has a per image policy. And then they also have, you can pay, I think I just paid $70 for 150s. They call it stock-free images, meaning that you don't have to reference like Getty images to use the actual photo. So that can be helpful. And I use them when I provide uh, webinars and educational platforms as well, not just on Instagram. There's also Pixels, Pixabay, Unsplash. And so always look at those, but just make sure that you're getting it from a place that isn't asking you to give them copyright uh, credit. So if you're using anything that somebody else took, you have to give credit where credit's due or you can get in trouble. Question, why aren't my likes turning into, I will take three orders of this, please. Well, knowing your audience likes your product, your service is a great place to start a relationship. So remember, social media me means being social. And a lot of people forget that. I tell physicians this all the time since I'm in healthcare, and they have no clue about what's going on or the comments on their Facebook page or on their Yelp page or any kind of social media or on their Instagram. But on Instagram, you can follow those people and comment or like back on their posts. Most people don't buy anything online the first time they see it anyway. Anyway, 
Um, but building that authentic relationship and showing your product or service multiple times will usually lead to some sales over time. So you have to build a relationship just like I'm doing right now with trust with you on this podcast. So it's really about building that trust and then the orders and the business will come. What is the best Instagram planner? Bet you didn't even know there was one. There is. And I actually like Panoly, P-L-A-N-O-L-Y. And there's a lot of good ones out there. But it's easy to lay out a grid and, and then your schedule. You can even plan out your stories on there, which I love. One thing to keep in mind, though, is engagement. Don't just set it and forget it. So if even if you schedule out your social media for the week, you still need to go in daily and engage others' content and reply to comments on your own post. So being social on Instagram will pay off with the algorithm. Remember, it's about engagement. And so and about putting yourself out there. It's not just having other people um, like your stuff. It's about the reciprocal effort. And that's a really big thing. I know I put something out recently, I have a book club here coming up shortly, as I'm sitting here recording this podcast. And it's with a, an author who used to be the US UN ambassador, and she's going to be on the book club call. It's a virtual book club, since we're all doing our stay at home and distance distancing right now. But what's great is that I helped promoted it, retweeted it and said, I'm listening to it on book on tape. And I also put it on Instagram and she liked it. So that also lends you credibility. You're going to a book club with from an author who's famous, also was a famous or I should say, um, notable politician, and she likes something and then you can screenshot that and promote it. So those things are, are very helpful as far as engagement. And then do I need to use Instagram highlights? Well, you don't need to use that, but it's a free space to promote your stuff. So why not? So a couple of ways that you can use them. So create a highlight for your freebies. So include how they can get the most valuable downloads for free. What do you offer for free? And remember, you do have to give some to get some. So I know that I do give a couple of free advice things. I know that with my podcasts and different venues that I host, those things are free. I have some free blogs on my website. And sometimes I'll offer a free tool for coding clients in the medical field. Use a highlight for your best of, including only the very best products or services from you. And create a tips or hacks highlight. Show your potential customers you know your industry by providing them with valuable tips. Testimonials. Others raving about you is always better than you doing it. <laughs> but create a highlight with what your clients are saying about you. Try not to just put it out there on your Instagram page. I've done that maybe once and then I'll put it in my story when I get these really positive uh, insights and comments or ratings on uh, Apple Podcasts or something like that. And unfortunately, those with the Instagram stories, those go away in 24 hours. So it's nice to also have it in your highlights so people can go back and take a look. But these are just a few things you can use with your highlights. Get creative. Question, what do I post on Postagram stories? Well, I have no idea what you want up there, but get creative. Be as simple as you want in those stories or be as complicated as you want. But just be careful because even though it only lasts 24 hours, it's important that you know that people do take a look and so it doesn't really matter what's in them, just do them. But it does matter that you try to not be too controversial. Um, they can provide some amazing reach to your Instagram account. Some quick ideas um, is to share a post of someone else's post that you really love, or maybe tell a story about your day or do a behind the scenes at your office. I think the one thing that I get a lot of engagement in our comments on is when I do a video 
when I'm out on my back deck because I live on a golf course. Or when something is really funny to me, then I'll put it on my Instagram story. Because it seems like everybody has the same warm sense of humor than I do. So those are things that can be implemented very easily and posted. Um, one thing that's really great about Instagram stories is let's say it was just a an inspiring comment or an inspiring phrase or saying, and you just felt that you needed something more than just a silent post. When you post your story, then you can go up and hit the happy face at the very top. And it'll ask you, do you want to add something to it? You can add music to it. So pick a song that goes with the actual graphic. Uh, you can add any kind of movable um, emoji. And so things like that are really helpful uh, up there. Also, there's hashtags is available as well. So people really to engage in stories, they like that. And then just I want to go back to what we were talking about earlier, when it comes to um, Instagram engagement. So the one thing that here about Instagram engagement, it is tough, because I know growing your Instagram engagement and having a strategy for it it can be very daunting. And I'm actually looking into myself getting a social media manager to manage all of it for me because in my businesses, which I have a branch off several businesses that are really busy right now, especially with all the telehealth and everything going on in the world, it's hard to keep up with all the social media. And as I'm telling you, being consistent is key. But social media is meant to be social again, and Instagram is the most social of them all. So spend time engaging with other profiles, spend 15 minutes before and after your post hits to get the maximum benefit because this is the best time to get more engagement back. Because when you like something or go to somebody's post, then they'll go back to your post. And then if you don't already know, it's easier to do it on a phone than your desktop. So just know though, if you have an iPhone or an Apple product, they have a mind of their own and the spell check will say things that you're like, I didn't mean to say that. And sometimes it's not favorable and you are trying to promote a business. This is not a personal Facebook page. It's not your personal Instagram. It's your business. So even though I do tend to put over occasionally, I'll put a personal tidbit about myself to engage the audience. I always have to go back and check what I wrote on there. And luckily on the page itself has an edit button, but the stories don't. So once the story's up, the only way to edit anything would be to take it down and start over. But just be careful with that. Because again, the the spell check on some iPhones products and Apple products, it can say something that you didn't mean to say and you don't if you can only you can't unring a bell. So first thing I would do to for engagement is engage on profiles that you follow. So start off in your profile and click on on the house at the bottom and go to your screen to get a newsfeed. Your newsfeed should be intentional and filled with people who are your ideal clients. So when you scroll, you're automatically engaging with ideal clients in your target audience. This is why it's important not only to follow friends and family on Instagram, if that's what you want to do on your business account. But I try not to follow too much family except maybe my daughter on my business account. Um, and then to get engaged back, don't just go through and hit like, but leave a real comment. Keep your comments positive and try to always use at least four or more words because Instagram rewards that. But remember, emojis don't count as words in the algorithm. I didn't know if you knew that. Go to your competitor's profile. 
So, and chances are they have followers that you would also be interested in and what the products or services you provide. So you can leave nice comments and likes in their posts to be seen by their followers. And then they usually reciprocate and go to your profile. Also see who's commenting on your competitors' posts and go to their profiles and comment on their posts. <laughs> so you already know they're interested in what you do because they're commenting on competitors' posts. So number three tip on this, and this is the most important tip, go back to your own content, pick a post, ideally today's post, but you can do another one, then click on it and see which hashtags that you used. Pick the top five or six hashtags that you feel are the most relevant. If you're a local business only, use local location hashtags. Now engage on the other posts using the hashtags by liking them and leaving authentic comments. Even checking out their stories and DMing about their stories is a great way to start relationships. That's how I've met some of the best people in the industry and also have been able to garner business from those people because I engage with them because they find me more personable and now they feel like they know me even though some of them I've never met. I typically engage on the top five posts and then five to 10 recent posts for each hashtag. So top posts are great because they already have a lot of engagement, but there are often older posts. So the great thing about recent posts is you know that the profile was active today and you're more likely to get their attention because they were already on the Instagram app and had it opened up. So that'll be helpful for you because you know that they are engaging today and engaging like this on Instagram for 15 minutes before your post hits and then another 15 minutes after. I think you'll see a huge difference in the engagement you get back and the growth of your profile. Also, while you're engaging, if you find someone interesting or someone that might be an ideal client, follow them. You are more likely to get a follow back when you're liking and leaving real comments in their profile. So give this engagement a try. Let me know how it works for you. I love hearing from you, DMs, any place that you download. And also don't forget to leave me a rating on Apple Podcasts or anywhere where you listen to The Business Collective. Until next week, everyone make it a great day. And thank you for listening to The Business Collective Podcast. Thank you for listening to The Business Collective Podcast. Drop us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Check out our website and blog at www.business-collective.com.